You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? We are live. Well, sort of live. Yes. Facebook live. We yes. do. We're trying to expand ourselves. You know, we're, we're trying to expand the brand that is the best in the world sports report. Right. And that being said, we, we have now decided to to embrace Facebook live when we record our podcast. So far, it's so, been really, really good. Yeah, actually. yeah. People watch because you know we got, and they do comment. <laughs> yeah, people watch, people comment because you know we got something to say. Right, and we so, say what they want. They, yeah, and we say what they want to hear. Exactly, exactly. Well, look, my name is John Brown. This is Javon Offert from TotalSportsLive.com. Yep, yep. All right, a lot of Sixers news. Yep, a lot of Eagles news. Yep, Eagles won. That's good. Uh, game one in the post Carson era. Well. I mean, Carson will be back. I don't want to say like post Carson, like he's gone forever. But as you know, as this campaign moves on without Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. Eagles were able to get a win. Yep. We will talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But we actually decided, as much as we talk Eagles, right? We decided that this segment we were going to start the show with the Sixers. That is shocking. That is shocking. We usually, uh, save, them. We usually save them for yeah, last. Yeah, we usually save the Sixers for last, but we're going to start with the Sixers because they've they they've had some issues, man. Yes, they have. The Sixers have had some issues. Now, it, I guess it kind of started when with that uh, th- with the game last Thursday, right? The triple overtime game, which was a th- uh, thriller. Yes, it, it turned was. out to be a pretty good game. I thought at, at, at one point, at, you know, I can't even say at one point. At a couple points in the game, I thought they were just going to get. I thought they were going to get waxed. I did. I, 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 I thought they were. I thought they were just going to get trashed, and they kept on fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Joel and B. I mean, he showed up. He balled out. Played fifty minutes. Played fifty minutes all through. You know, in all three overtimes. That was impressive. That that was impressive. He looked, Un- he looked a little tired, but then once, oh, you, thought, oh, once, oh, once, you, once you thought he was tired, then, he, he looked he yeah, looked he more than tired. Yeah, and just swatted Russell Westbrook yeah, away. Yeah, and was just like yeah, he yeah, good. exactly. Got into a little bit of trash talk. Let me tell. What are you thinking about that? What do you think of? You know, people are talking now. Is the trash talk too much? Right. Is Joel doing too much with this trash talk? What do you think about that? Um, I don't think Joel's doing. I think the trash talk is actually fun. It's actually cool. It brings a personality to the Sixers, which you know they haven't had in a while. And if you're if if players are getting annoyed by his trash talk, I mean, then do something about it. You know, this guy's having fun on the court. Are are players really? Get, I mean, here's the thing. I don't think I don't players, think are, players are, are getting are, annoyed. No, I don't think certain no, players. And, and, and are. Well, I, I think, mean, Melo looked like he was a little annoyed, but that was like well, he's like, oh man, he, he can't play defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, I. Maybe it. I think it rubs. It might rub people a little bit the wrong way. It might. Every now and then, it might rub somebody oh the wrong way. Yeah, you saw that. <laughs> it might rub people the wrong way. But honestly, I. I don't think it's to the point where like, like it really bothers people. No. Like I think I. I think players respect Joel Embiid and they respect what he brings to the game and they respect the type of person that he is. Like I, I don't think Joel Embiid is a jerk. No. Whereas if you're a jerk and you're a trash talker, that might wear thin on people. But I don't believe that what Joel Embiid does really wears thin on people. No, I think players enjoy it. Obviously, we saw that with uh, Russell Westbrook. You know, 
he enjoyed the trash talk because that's something that Westbrook does a lot. Obviously, we saw at the end of the game, um, I, before the game, before during, I think it was the third or second or third overtime, mm-hmm. and B, you know, waved, you know, Stephen Adams yeah. and got the crowd yeah. into it. And then at the end, you saw Westbrook mm-hmm. waving and, you know, and B was interacting with him back. Mm-hmm. And you saw, I think it was one of Westbrook's teammates, you know, pull Westbrook back a little bit because yeah. we know. Russell can get a little yeah. energetic like he has mm-hmm. but here, a little bit. But, I mean, but, 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 to, but to me, it's, it's like what, what, what rubbed me the wrong way about it was that we lost. Like, you know, and it, it, it's that needling when, you, when you're playing. Right. And we all, when, we, when we're competing with somebody and you're in the act of competing, it's like when you lose – and that other person's enjoying the win. Mm-hmm. When you're doing the the trash talking that comes with winning, mm-hmm. that bothers you, right? Like if it was the other way around, like if Joel Embiid was waving to Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. but you know after the game and the Sixers won, I would love that. Right. The only reason I hated or was even slightly bothered by what Russell Russell Westbrook did was mm-hmm. because we lost, and that's it. That's it. it For hap- me, it's it like happens. I, I, yeah, it happens. I'm not. Gonna, I mean, I get your point. Like you said, it would have been much sweeter to do that. Like you're waving off the court. Like this, y'all lost in triple overtime, mm-hmm. beat y'all. But like you said, it kind of, it stings a little bit. But again, you can't be, you know, mm-hmm. overcritical or, no. or over, over. No, or, not at all. Or highly critical. Not, not, not at all. Because we seeing, we're seeing how this team plays without him. Yeah, it ain't good. It's not good, and and let's get, let's get into that because now you know you saw him play a career high in minutes mm-hmm. in a game where he he was ailing going into that game. He had missed uh, a game or two before, right, because of a bad back, mm-hmm. but came back to play the nationally televised game, and now we have not seen him since. Nope, he missed uh missed a stretch of games this week First against two. Chicago. And Sacramento, mm-hmm. Sixers lost them both. Yep. He's not going to play against Toronto. He's not going to play this weekend against Toronto, but they're hoping he'll be back for the Christmas Day game. I mean, how do you feel about that? It's concerning. Mm-hmm. It's concerning. I mean, last year was the need. This year, you know, we don't know if he's going to be on minute restriction. Then they kind of back away from the minute restriction because you saw how important he was to this team in the first game of the season. Then they rushed him and said it was load management. And after load management, it went from load management to now he got a sore back and now he's out for a couple more games. And we don't know if he's going to play against the next one on Christmas. So it's it's kind of concerning. He's got to play on Christmas Day. Well, I mean, yeah, he's got to. Like, look, if they got to do some Mr. Miyagi magic and sit there and do the whole clapping of the hand thing, whatever. I mean, there's, I mean honestly – this whole thing is like you you have to show the world that the process is working. Yeah. And if you if you're sitting there and you've gotten to, if the Sixers have gotten themselves to a point where there's enough interest to warrant a Christmas Day game. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I have wanted for years. You know, I I I've like and 
It's like, why? You know, the Sixers never play on Christmas. And now, granted, you've been hoping for this. Yes, I have. I this can is tell. Like, this I, is, I, I can tell you're doing. I have. You're, you're doing. No, you're doing the hands I, thing again. I, no, for real. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I feel like, like to my memory, and it's like I almost forgot it that the Sixers played a Christmas Day game. They played one in 2001. That's how long it's been. I'm about to say. Uh, I think, in in fact, they lost and they played the Lakers and they lost. Oh, I don't. Oh, yeah, I don't remember that. But uh, I barely remember it either. But in the but in the years since then, there have been very few Sixers teams that have had enough. You know, have had enough of an interest factor to warrant a Christmas Day game. So now that they have a team with some personality, with some players, we got to get a game. You know, we can't just walk, we can't go out there on Christmas Day with Markel Fultz and Joel Embiid in street clothes. But he still got Ben Simmons though. He still got Ben Simmons, but not, you know, but if it's going to be Ben Simmons that's going to go out there on Christmas Day and take six shots, I'm good on that. Hey, I'm. I'm, just I'm good. I mean, I'm no, just, no. I mean, I'm if 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 this is going to be the day that if if it's going to if this is, if Christmas Day is the game that Ben Simmons just takes over a game and just becomes you know the goat in waiting. I mean, I'm good with that. I'll take that. I don't expect that to happen. If he drops thirty, then oh my goodness, thirty and fifteen and ten. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you something. If for some reason, if 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 somehow Ben Simmons finds a way, like I don't know if there's that many, you know, if he has that many jumpers, you know, it don't have to be all jumpers. Well, get to the basket, dunks, whatever, you know, however he chooses to score. But if there's some way that he scores thirty and fifteen on Christmas Day, let me tell you something. Let me tell you what we'll be talking about on the show next week for the whole hour. Benjamin Simmons. But I don't expect that, especially with the way that Ben has played over these last couple of weeks. And that has to be pretty frustrating. I know it's frustrating for fans. Right. But let me ask let me let me uh ask you this. And we'll talk uh, and we'll we will reapproach this issue. We'll we'll come back to this issue later on in the show. Mm-hmm. But how much of this the way he is playing is really because he is a tra- more of a traditional point guard. I understand that he's 6'10". He's not the traditional size of a point guard, but he is somebody who feels like, you know what, if this team is going to succeed, I have to get Covington into the game. Right. I have to facilitate for Covington. I have to cons- uh, facilitate for Redick. Mm-hmm. So we're calling him passive, but on the flip side, it's like, hey, He's a point guard. Right. He's supposed to pass the ball. You know, so exactly like. Is he a point guard or is he a point forward? No, he's a point guard. He he is a big, giant, seven-foot point guard. Okay. He's not a point forward. So he's magic. Okay. Now, I'm I'm asking you. No, no, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yes. (laughs) Okay, yes. Yes. I think he is magic with a better ability to get to the basket and create his shot. But in the sense that Magic was a point guard. Right. Magic was somebody who could feed his teammates the ball right. and get them the ball, but could also score when you needed him to. Right. And I think Simmons haven't gotten to that point yet. And they score when he need when they need him to. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I, 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 no, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Because, but there's so many people right now. And yeah, you know, it, it, it happens. What's this? What, six or seven? Whatever. 
in the last couple of games with, with seven, uh, seven, eight, or seven something of like eight. that. Eight well, or, or eight and nine. When, when you've been stinking it up like the like the yeah, Sixers they, have been, been doing bad. the last couple of weeks, you know, there are people ready to jump off the bridge. There's people mm-hmm. ready to just you know, to just jump, just turn their back and wash their hands of this team. Sometimes it happens. Yeah, yeah well, of course it happens because one. I mean, this team has just been hot garbage for so many, you know, for so many years. Yeah, and I guess maybe we were spoiled yeah. at the beginning of the season yeah. when they came out and they won a whole bunch of games, yeah. and People and are. Ben Simmons was out here getting triple doubles. Mm-hmm. And but to me, like where they are now, like nothing has really changed. No, in the sense that yes, you know, they're losing games. They're back. They're back under five hundred. But I. Th- in essence, I still think this team. This is still a playoff team. Like they've struggled, but I don't think they've struggled to the point where you know what now. Where I guess I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily think they're particularly underachieving yet. Yes, this is a good team. Yes, they have some talent. Mm-hmm. But look, they're not Boston. No, they're not. They're not Cleveland. No. They might not even be Toronto or uh, or Washington. Yeah, you know they they might not be on that level yet. Mm-hmm. You know, time will tell. Right. I think from look. I think personally, from looking at this team, they will eventually eclipse those teams. You know, we're looking at a team that eventually will be, you know, maybe a top top three, top four team in the conference, top four, top five team in the league. Right now they're not, Mm-mm. and maybe like have we gotten like is this are we are we spoiled? Did we get spoiled? I think it was a little bit of of just fans being spoiled because like you said, the way they started off the season, they they lost those two games to uh, Washington and in Boston in you know very close fashion in a way. Even the first game, the way they were playing the first game, the expectations event from there started to jump because you're just like, wow, this team has so much potential to do more. And then obviously Simmons starts getting triple double. You see Embiid, and they just say they pretty much wipe away the minutes restriction. So the expectations now go higher and higher for this team. And you already have people from the jump saying that this team's going to be a playoff team. They're going to do this, you know, in the right matchup. They could take a team in a series, maybe seven games. So the expectations were high. So when you see this, so when you see them now struggling, I think that's what frustrates a lot of people because again, the expectations were set so high, saying this was a year to make the playoffs. It was playoff or bust. It was not going to be, let's get back into the lottery this year. Well, people are, I mean, there is cause uh, for concern. I mean, they they jumped out, had some, a lot of success. And, and mm-hmm. I think what added to it was there was a lot of success on the road. Right. You know, they were going a couple of long road trips, uh, already, what, been through Texas, mm-hmm. been to the West Coast. And they've had, they have had a measure of success, but now you're seeing, you know, injuries starting to pile up. Yep. You know, with Joel Embiid at the mm-hmm. top of the list. But how long has Justin Anderson been out? It's been out for what a few weeks. Yeah, now. a few weeks, close to a month now. And he's and he's key to this team. He's yes. very key because yeah. the way he was shooting the ball mm-hmm. before he got hurt, especially from the three point line. Yes, and his defense. Helped. Yeah, and his defense. Both. Yep. You know, like with him, with him being hurt. And now, you know, Roko and and JJ both struggling now. I've had people tell they, they I have people I have had 
people calling for Roko's job at this point. Yeah. Well, look, we all know that. That's how this works in this city. Yeah, you said that. You know, right? as, when soon he, as, when as soon as you get paid, that is when you're officially overpaid. A bum. Exactly. You know, and as soon as that first bad game, why do we give him all that money? Mm-hmm. Why, you know, why Why are we paying Roko all this? Like right. we, we pay... We pay Robert Covington way too much money for him to be missing shots. Yep. You know, and that's and that's how it is. But with those injuries, and then you have, you know, the elephant in the room, which is Joel Embiid now missing games. And so many people like like I've heard so many people draw the comparison now with them trotting out Embiid in that triple overtime game mm-hmm. and then now him not being able to get on the court. To that game last year on national tele, uh, television against the Rockets, mm-hmm. where they put him out there when, uh, when oh, I guess when, when he was ailing, when his knee, yeah, with his knee, and then never played again. And now there are people sitting there saying, "Oh, is this the same thing? Nah. Is lightning strike? It has lightning struck twice?" And I, I don't know about that. I can't say that yet. But I, I will put it to you like this, and and let me let me offer. Uh, I guess a different perspective, because I had said to, I had honestly said that with the way the NBA has changed their scheduling this year, back to backs don't bother. Embiid missing back to backs don't bother me anymore. No. I could care less if Joel Embiid plays in back to back games. In fact, Joel Embiid, if the NBA is going to keep this schedule now, the way they're putting their schedule together now, mm-hmm. where you're now starting in the middle of October instead of on Halloween. Where now there are fewer back to backs. Fine, you know what? If that's the way it's going to be from here on out, right. Joel and B can miss back to backs for the rest of his career. Like it's unrealistic to think that Joel Embiid is going to play eighty two games a year. And I don't think I don't and I, and for people that that think that they're wrong, but I think why people are highly critical of Embiid missing games because he's missed so many games to begin his career. No, I understand. Man, people are like, "Oh man, well, he got to get, you know, I got to wait for him to play back to back so I can judge his ability." No, you don't. You can judge it now. You got a sample size? I mean, let's I mean, Sixers have played 30 games a season. Right. Joel Embiid has played in 23 of them. At this point, you know what? All right, he's missed 7 games. So you got a 50 game you got a 50 game sample. I'm good. You know, it's, it's like, but, so, but there still is a contingent that is a little suspect by that because he hasn't played a full season. Yet. I don't need him he to well, well, played, you, well, yeah, he well, play eighty-two games. Okay, I don't career. need. Well, I don't need him to play eighty-two games. Well, you want him in his career. Hmm? You want him. You want him over his career to play eighty-two games. Like he's oh, 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 82, yeah. oh, oh, you mean eighty-two? Yeah, oh, oh, okay. exactly. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm not that. Okay, all right. Yeah. I understand that. I'm That's saying that. I don't need him to play eighty-two games. Oh, yeah, games not in the regular season. season. No, you don't need to. Cause I no, don't need cause that. No, because no one does that. Nobody. It's like nobody does that, and the people who do it, you know, good for them. I don't need him to play eighty-two games. No. season. You know, and it's like, but with that, it's like, okay, let him rest, but. This whole back thing now, now that's what that that's what scares me. You know, it's like people big, are so he's a big man. Yeah, he's a big man now who's battled foot in. You know, we're talking foot, mm-hmm. we're talking knee, yep. and now we're talking back. That is, you know that that can't just be brushed over. No, but nonetheless, it's, it's still something like okay, we what other choice do we have? 
Ja's going. Hashtag, yeah. hashtag free Ja. For real. Uh, let's see. As we check in on Facebook Live, Toshi. Oh, I hope I pronounced his name right. Toshi Itashi. I apologize if I mispronounce your name. He said 60 games a season will be a successful season for Embiid. You're absolutely right. My friend, you get a like. Javon, are you watching this on Facebook Live from your phone? I was reading the comments. <laughs> I want to see what people are saying too. So okay, I no, I understand. I understand. But Toshi Tashi, I'm sorry. I'll call you Mr. Glenn, all right? There you go. Yeah, we'll, we'll just go with that. Okay, we'll, call, we'll, we'll go with that. But Toshi, you know, yeah. that's a dope name. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, snap. He's in Tokyo. Oh. He's in Tokyo. Shout out to Toshi. Yeah. All right, shout out Tokyo. Yo, check out the podcast. Every week, all right? SoundCloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports. You can hear this podcast in its entirety. We talk a lot of sports. Check us out, all right? But Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. missing games. Yep. You know what? They're going – I don't – we have to – we have to embrace load management. You know, yes, yeah, an ugly word. might be an ugly term. I know it might rub people the wrong way. But, hey, you know what? It comes with the territory. We got – you know, we, we – it's gonna happen. Now, another thing I wanted to float, Pat, I wanted to kind of throw out there for you. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of people say, you know, one of the reasons why Joel finds himself injured as much is because of his style of play. Do you agree with that? I mean, I I mean that's so hard to say because. Yeah, does he play a little reckless where he's like almost looking like a a baby giraffe that can't walk sometimes? I mean, a baby giraffe who can't walk. All right, no, but you, mean, you know, like he just looks. He just when he falls, he just falls a lot. Yeah. So you're you're scared. You're like, mm-hmm. oh my god, like is he gonna get up? Did yeah. he did he did he hurt his ankle? Mm-hmm. Did he hurt his knee again? Because he just has that. He's 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 clumsy. Yeah. That's a better way to put it. Yeah. He's, he's very clumsy. But I don't say that his style of play is what's hurting him. I mean, he he doesn't he's not a guy that predominantly pays in, plays in the post. Mm-hmm. He plays in the post, he plays and he plays on the perimeter, he plays behind a three point line. He does a little bit of everything. Yeah. But I guess part of my issue and now cuz because it's gotten to the point that it has now mm-hmm. where I felt like and this is some that I felt for a long time when it seemed like this team was going to, to build its future around the big man. Right. And that's when we had, when we had Embiid, when we had Okafor and when we had Nerlens, I felt like one of the problems was there was nobody in on this staff to really treat and teach our big men how to be big men. And at this point now that we have Joel Embiid, who's what, 23 years old, with yes. one year of college that he didn't play a full season. Yeah, didn't play a full hasn't season. Hasn't played a full season his rookie year. Nope. Didn't play a full season his second year. Nope. And now in in his third year. But it's like, so he's raw. Very. You know, he's raw in his talent. Why is there no one on staff? Why is there no big man on this staff? Why is there no, uh, like, somebody who can show him how the – you know, he's more of a traditional center. Yes, he shoots jump shots. Yes, he can shoot the three from time to time. Mm-hmm. But he is somebody who can play with his back to the basket. Why does he not play? You know, why is there no one on this staff 
to help develop his game in that aspect. Because the NBA isn't being played like that no more. The back to the basket big man, some people believe, is being phased out. I understand that, because, but what? But, but the it's problem all about positionalist basketball. Yeah, 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 yeah. That all sounds great. I'm just. That, telling I mean, no, I, I no, just, I hear what I'm you. you what I hear an, what I'm you're saying, what but the fact, but that saying. does not, that does not help the fact that we have a seven foot center that playing, likes to shoot, that likes to shoot, who plays like Iverson. Yeah, that bothers me too. But that what? comes with the territory, though. Does it come with the territory? Yeah, I mean, is the territory I mean, going to be? He's going to be hurt, and we'll never see him ever. You know. Well, I mean, it comes with the territory when he drops forty six on the Lakers, doing what he does, backing dudes down, hitting them with the with the jump. With but the, he's kind of gotten away. But don't you don't think he's kind of gotten away from that lately? Yeah, he's fall. Yeah, he, yeah, he's he's definitely he goes through stretches of games where he falls into when he falls in love with the jump shot a little bit too yeah. much, where he has obviously certain mismatches where he can just take guys in the paint mm-hmm. and do damage the way that a big man should i don't know i will say this you know i am not at the point well I, this back thing kind of scares me mm-hmm. load management doesn't no. that's where i am with it load management does not bother me i do not mind him getting resting games for load management because i don't feel like they're they're going to be that many games right. but still we're talking about a guy who's played 23 out of 30 games Mm -hmm. so at that point when you look at it as a whole the fact that he's missed a few games does not bother me no now if as long as as long as he's missing games because of load management i'm cool with that i will not complain about that that does not bother me Mm -hmm. but this back thing that that kind of bothers me it should that is a cause for concern all right hey look talib is on facebook live Mm mm-hmm he says, gentlemen, what's good? So he gets a like. Yes, he does. All right, that's what I do. I sit out here, people want to show us love on Facebook Live. You, you get, get likes like. by me. You get a like by me. That's what I do, all right? Just want to remind you guys all the time, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at B-I-T-W Sports. We will respond to you, mm-hmm. all right? We will interact with you. Yes. We are a show of the people. Yeah. For the people, by the people. I hope that's not copyrighted. Probably is somewhere. It probably is. I, I can't afford to get sued. But anyway, nonetheless, nonetheless, we are here. All right? Best in the world sports report. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to switch gears. We're going to talk Eagles for a little bit. All right? Mm-hmm. And when we come back, we'll talk Eagles and what's going on with them on the best in the world sports report. My name is John. This is Javon. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. If you are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams, go to totalsportslive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know TotalSportsLive.com. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. 
You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Best in the World Sports Report. What's going on? John Brown, Javon Alford, Total Sports Live. What's happening? Doing all right. Look, we did it differently this show. Mm-hmm. Started with the Sixers. Yep. Now we got to jump over here to the Eagles. So, with you know, now we in the playoffs. Yeah, now right. now we can say that. Now, now we can talk about now, it. The, the, yeah. the team so, is in the playoffs. Yes, because we and we've clinched the first round bye. Yeah, because we didn't do that show after he lost to the Seahawks. Exactly. No, what, what what came to the Seahawks? Yeah, you remember that game? No, I don't remember that game. Did we <laughs> played the Seahawks this year. I, I only remember twelve wins. I don't I don't remember what happened those other two weeks. It's okay. I, I don't. It, it's out of sight, out of mind. But look, all right. With that, now you know. Now that we're talking about a uh, division winner mm-hmm. with a first round bye, yeah. now fighting for home field advantage in the playoffs, mm-hmm. I once again have to dig deep into my rolodex of close personal friends. Okay. All right. All right. So as I do that, mm-hmm. I bring in this week's guest. As you open up your Rolodex. As I open up, as I once again open up the Rolodex. All right, that, that was a bad sound. It's effect. okay. All right. It's, it's, it's as right. I open up the Rolodex, though, the Rolodex is open. I bring in our guest. And this is the man. Man's covered the Eagles for a couple of years now. Yes, yes. All right. You know him from USA Today and Eagles Wire, mm-hmm. but he also has a book out. Author. And so now he's an author and, you know, and Eagles writer for USA Today and the Eagles Wire and the Eagles Wire. Can't go wrong with that. You can't. So I had to bring in my close personal friend who is calling us, who's calling in from a book signing. So he's going to drop Eagles knowledge on us and sign his book for people. That's iconic right there. It is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Teron Davenport is here. Teron, what's going on, my friend? Hey, what's going on, fellas? I appreciate you for having me, man. This is uh it's gonna be fun. It is gonna be fun. Hey, real quick, soaring with the Eagles, your new book, man. It, it, I'm happy for you, man. I congratulate you, you on all your success. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. You know, it's uh, it's a blessing to be able to do this. It's all, it's all, it's all right. Like like me, I'm somebody. Like when I see when I see people I know shining, mm-hmm. that makes me feel good. So when you walk into a bookstore, yo. I know that brother. Go to Barnes and Noble. Yeah, like, and I go, exactly. Up. You know, when you, like, I know him. That's my man. That's my close personal friend, my best friend in the whole wide world. Me and Teron hang out all the time, all right? Uh-huh. I was hanging out with Teron just last week, and we were just talking about, all right, all right. Let me stop. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You about to run yourself in the corner. Exactly, right exactly. <laughs> I, I, I really, I really didn't know where I was, I was going with that. I, I thought you were going to stop me sooner than that. I'm, I'm sorry, but all right, all right. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about Sunday's game. All right. I feel like there, there were way more, there were way more question marks about Sunday's game than there should have been for a game against the Giants. You know. Um, they, they were able to pull out the victory. They beat them 34-29, but it was more competitive than it should have been. Toronto, I, I just wanted, I wanted to start, I guess, with the defense. You know, you saw, like, Eli was able to score some points on it. The, the Giants were able to score some points on the Eagles. How much of that was is truly a point of concern versus 
just Eli knowing this team. You know, Eli, I mean, as bad as the Giants have been, Eli threw for 366 yards in the first game, threw for three touchdowns in the first game. So how much of this game was really just, you know, cause for concern, a struggling team versus, you know, just playing a familiar opponent? Well, I think you can't discount the fact that this is a, this was a divisional game. So you have two teams, as you mentioned, are very familiar with each other. And then when, when you have divisional games, you know, a rivalry like NFC East, that's when a lot of the records could be thrown out the window. And it, it, it was a pride game for, for the Giants, and they put up a good fight. Eli with his quick release and running at the quick slants and, and those quick hitting routes, I mean, that negates – one of the strengths of the Eagles defense, which is the, the defensive line, you know, the guys up front. That's what everything is based off for their defense. So when you could, as a receiver, you know, go against a, a corner that's playing off, it's one, two, three, five, and you're going inside and you're catching the ball in stride. Eli throws the slants and different passes like that as well as anybody in the league. You know, he specializes in hitting guys in stride giving them an opportunity to catch the ball and get up the field. And that's what you saw on the one touchdown uh, that, that one of the Giants receivers had on, on Ronald Darby. So it's a matter of styles matching up, and that's that's really what, what ended up happening. So I guess kind of given, given that, I guess when you see how Eli played the Eagles in that first game, I mean, Eli was throwing a lot of those quick passes in the first game. And I think, you know, do you feel like the way Eli has played the Eagles this season with keeping that defensive line off balance with the quick passes and taking advantage of secondary playing off, do you think he's kind of written a blueprint for how to beat this Eagles team? Uh, that blueprint has been written already. You saw Aaron Rodgers do it. You saw uh, Andy Dalton do it. Multiple teams have done it in the past. It's just uh, they got away from it. I mean, the Rams did it somewhat as well. So, I mean, that's just what happens, and it's it's a matter of, of being able to execute what it is that you're doing, you, you know, and that's something that they were able to do, and, and these receivers, like I said, you know, they, they were able to, to sell that slant, and then they, they ran the double move, and that's how the second touchdown happened. So it's just one of those things where the styles matched, and, I, I mean, Eli is not an elite quarterback anymore, but he's still elite at throwing those timer routes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he can still get. I mean, bottom line, he like he he's he's no scrub, you know. Eli can still get it done. My my question is this: like, given what you saw, and I know you watch a lot of film and you watch a lot of tape. Like, if you if you were a coach and you saw that your team was success susceptible, I I, I got it. You got it. I got it. You got it. Okay. Suscept- no, I can't even say it twice. If they were prone to get beat by the go. slant. How do you defend that? What what is what would be the answer to that? Oh, that's simple. It's all about lining up inside, you, you know, um, inside shade, and you want to punch with with your with your hand to to turn them. So you, you know to turn them away. You want to you don't want to allow them to get that free release into the the slant. And uh, I mean, it, it's all about disrupting the timing. If you can disrupt the timing, that makes the quarterback. He kind of is going to look look away. You know, if he sees the chatter at the line of scrimmage, he's not going to look that direction. You know, if he sees too much contact there, he's going to move to his next read. Because remember, it's all about quick passing game. So if you could get him to look to the right, see that's not there, and then look to the left 
and then maybe come back to the right by that time. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, those guys are, are able to get to the to the quarterback. Yeah, no doubt about it. And switching to the offensive side and looking at Nick Foles, what did you see from Nick Foles that you liked, and what did you see something that say that can that that you feel as if he needs to improve on heading into the final two games of the regular season? Well, with Nick Foles, what I saw a guy who was making on schedule throws. And before I talk about that, one other thing that I would do on defense was zone blitzing, whereas mm-hmm. I would drop my guys back a little bit, the, the defensive ends and even the D tackles into the pass lane. Mm-hmm. But as far as the Nick Foles, you know, he made on schedule throws. He, he was uh, able to take advantage of, of a good scheme, you know, where they were able to get all the attention focused on Alshon and hit Trey Burton on a seam route. They did a really good job. I would like to see them run the ball a little bit more, though. Yeah, no doubt about it. And that was probably one of the biggest things that I took away from Sunday's game is that they didn't run the ball as much as you as you thought they would, especially with they having four running backs. Do you what would what what did you think about them not using LeGarrette Blunt more? Because we saw a lot of JJ, then we saw went from JJ to Corey Clement, and we saw LeGarrette Blunt on the short on the short yardage downs, but not a consistent uh, pounding of LeGarrette Blunt. I, honestly, I think they need to run the ball with Ajay more because he's the one that runs best for them. If you look how they open up those lanes and he gets through there, he gets to the second level, and he does an excellent job of breaking tackles. Uh, Blunt, it's it's a little bit different because he doesn't hit the holes as aggressively, and it seems like he, he's looking for contact, which is not always a good thing. Uh, Corey Clement, he runs with more of a sense of urgency. So if it were me, I would run a giant Clement a bit more. On the line with Teron Davenport from USA Today and the Eagles Wire, talking Eagles, looking towards the future. You got two more games this, uh, in the season. They're trying to wrap up home field advantage. At this point, do you feel like the Ra- the Raiders, who they play on Christmas Day, do you feel like they could they pose the same sort of threat? that the Giants posed in this uh this past Sunday? Well, the Raiders, they have Marshawn, so mm-hmm. it, it's going to be imperative that they make uh, the Raiders one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to shut down the run first. That team likes to get behind that offensive line and run the football. They also, obviously, with David Carr, they like to pass the football, but I personally feel that these receivers, uh, Crabtree is a guy I really like, but he's not the guy that will catch that slant and take it to the house. I don't believe Amari Cooper can do that consistently either. So now, you know, it goes back to just keeping everything underneath. They run those slants, stay on top of him, tackle him when he catches the football, minimize the yards after the catch. So for me, when I look at, at going against the Raiders, that's how, how I would do it uh, defensively. You know, they could they could improve from last year. They could definitely improve. On the offensive side of things, or last week, excuse me, on the offensive side of things, I mean, really it's it goes back to those on-schedule throws. They're going to have to figure out ways to get the ball out of Nick Foles' hands quickly because Khalil, Khalil Mack is coming. You know, Bruce Irvin is still a solid pass rusher, so they're going to have to find those ways. And, I mean, me personally, 
you know, when I'm looking at a, a pass rusher, and it, it's interesting because Khalil Mack, like Brandon Graham, is a guy who's equally as strong against the run as he is rushing the passer. But one way that I would count is by running at him. Well, I'm listening to this, and I hear 13 and two. That's that's what I, that's what I'm hearing right now. You know, I would I'm, be surprised. Mm-hmm. I would be surprised if they don't win. You know, the, the big the goal is, is, as Doug Peterson has said, they're checking off boxes. So the next box for them to check off is home field position. I I like that. I'll take that. I you know that's why that's why you make calls like this, young man. I, uh, I understand. All right, Javon. That that that's why that's why you have that's why you have guys like like Teron in your in in your Rolodex of close personal friends because you can bring them in and put them on the show and they will drop some knowledge that will have you feeling better. I mean, I feel better. You know, you should exactly, exactly, exactly. All right, real quick before we let you go, one more time, uh, t- tell us a little bit more about soaring with the Eagles. Yeah, so the book is about Carson Wentz. It, it pretty much talks about from his high school days when he played baseball and uh, played uh, uh, football as well, and how he didn't get offers and he stayed home, went to North Dakota State. And, Lo and behold, he became a, a top-tier prospect, you know, thanks to none other than Mike Mayotte. You know, he, he's the ultimate hype man. I mean, he did an excellent job. So it, it documents that. It talks about uh, the senior bowl experience with Wentz and, and Prescott and how uh, when Carson was at the senior bowl, he was coached by the Cowboys staff and how they fell in love with him. So it, it talks about that. It talks about how the Eagles almost got uh, Prescott it talks about, you know, his, his, his faith, of course. You have to look at that. Um, it, it goes into a sermon that he gave in the summertime. And then, I mean, there's, there's so much stuff. You, you know, a band of brothers that talks about the, the teammates, you know, the guys who have taken the lead in, in Bible study. I, I have a lot of comments from a lot of quotes from, from Pastor Theodore, the team's, uh, um, you know, the team's uh, pastor. And it's just a lot of stuff that, that I'm sure people will, will like. And it's, it's a deeper dive into Carson Wentz than uh, anything out there. So uh, definitely go out and pick it up. Barnes & Noble, you can get it uh, right now. Barnes & Noble is probably the best location, but you can get it at CVS. You can get it at barnesandnoble.com as well as amazon.com. There you go. There you go. Pick that up. Get that for you. You know, you, you got an Eagles fan. Get, that's you a know, perfect Christmas, Christmas present. present. Exactly. Hope my wife is listening. The kid, if you're listening, <laughs> soaring with the Eagles by Teron Davenport. Pick that up. We gotta make put this, it. We my, gotta make this a bestseller on put it, Amazon. Yeah, exactly. Put that so so we can say we had a best-selling author, author on the best in the world sports report. We let's, let, 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 let's make that happen. Teron, thank you, my friend. No problem. I appreciate it. You guys take care. All right, Thanks. ladies and gentlemen, that is Teron Davenport. Author, future best-selling author. That's going to yes. happen. I'm speaking that into existence. Yes, but that's Teron Davenport from USA Today and the Eagles Wire joining us on the Best in the World Sports Report. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will talk more sports with you, and we just might dish out the sit-your-ass-down award. Yeah, we might. We just might do that because there are people that need to be told that. Yes. All right? This is the Best in the World Sports Report. Hit us up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at BITW Sports. Follow us, all right? We'll be right back. Best in the world. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Gold Club.
extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams, go to TotalSportsLive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know TotalSportsLive.com. My suit can still make an impression. And my lamp can bring others a bright future. Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. And we are back on the best in the world sports report. What's going on, John Brown, Javon Alford here once again, as we always do in the third segment. I have to start by reminding you that you can hear the best in the world sports report every Saturday morning on phillygoflow.com. All right, that's the website. Go to phillygoflow.com on Saturday morning. You don't have to press nothing. You ain't got to, you know, well, you know, you do have to press play. You got to press the play button. All right, but if you go to Philly Go Flow, see, now you got me over here messing up the Phil, phillygoflow.com. I, I didn't even bring your mic up because I was sitting there talking. Say the website again. Phillygoflow.com. Yeah. Phillygoflow.com. Every Saturday. Yes. 8 a.m. You will hear me and you. Mm-hmm. You will hear us talking sports. Saturday mornings. You get up. You log on to phillygoflow.com. Or... If you have the TuneIn Radio app mm-hmm. on your phone, you can pull up phillygoflow.com. You're starting to get it now. Yeah. And listen to us. Talk sports. Mm-hmm. All right. We're right after the Reggae Sunrise Show. So you get your reggae, you know, all your yeah, man music and all that <laughs> stuff. I, 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 you know, reggae ain't necessarily my thing. I respect people who listen to it. It's cool. I can get into it a little bit, but you know, it's not really my thing. But you get into it, you know, you, you listen to, you, you know, your Bob Marley and, and all that reggae stuff and people speaking and uh, just, I can't understand it, but it's good. All right. Reggae Sunrise, Best in the World Sports Report, and then we're followed by Early Morning 80s. Yes. So you know the equation. Mm-hmm. Dreadlocks, Dreadlocks, Jerry Curls, Girl. and in the middle... Sports. Sports. With us. All right. You got it? Got it. Best in the world sports report. PhillyGoFlow.com every Saturday, 8 a.m. We're also, uh, yeah, you know what? We're, we'll be on Sunday. Yes. I, I had to think about it because it's Christmas Eve. And I wasn't sure if we'd be on. But we are going to be on on Christmas Eve, all right? That's how it's, that's how it's going to be. Yo, PhillyGoFlow is doing like all Christmas music on like starting like Sunday night. Well, I mean, it's only right. Yeah. I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. It's all them classics. I mean, they could have started it now, but I'm not complaining. Well, they're pl- I mean, they're playing Christmas music now. I mean, but, you know, they're, they're sprinkling it in. No Santa Claus is coming to the ghetto. Yeah, oh, oh, there, oh, there's <laughs> definitely Santa Claus is coming to the ghetto. Santa Claus, all, all, you know, all the ignorant Christmas songs, too. Santa Claus comes to the ghetto. Um... What do the lonely do at Christmas time? Have you ever heard that song by nah, the emotions? No. Nah. 
Uh, most <laughs> depressing Christmas song ever. I'll play it for you on the way home. All right. What do the lonely do at Christmas? And uh, my my favorite, my most the most ignorant Christmas song ever is H Town knocking boots at Christmas. Ignorant song, but I love it. All right. Ignorant song. All right. Look, look. All right. We're wasting too much time. Let's get into it. All right. When did it switch back to the sixes? When did it switch back to basketball? So once again, I had to call in my close personal friend. And I had to reach into, once again, the Rolodex of friends. This man was out in L.A. this week. You know, big Tommy. Out there doing his thing at Kobe Bryant's retirement game. A lot of stars came to play. Iverson was Iverson there. Was there. Iverson was there. Wearing a Kobe t-shirt. Yeah, wearing a Kobe t-shirt from 2001. That's a story within itself. But we're, you know, that's neither here nor there. Because Iverson, Iverson's my guy, and I have a high tolerance for stuff that he does. Probably more than I should, but nonetheless, it's Iverson. Yes. It's whatever. All right? But it was the night was about Kobe, you know, celebrating Kobe, retiring two jerseys, not the split jersey. They gave him both his numbers, you know. As they should. Yeah. And the man who was there is now on the line with us, ladies and gentlemen, from NBA.com, Mr. Anthony Gilbert. What's happening, my friend? Hey, guys. What's going on? I, I appreciate y'all uh, leaving the light on for me. Thank now, you. Hey, man, look, you know you you know you can come talk to us anytime you know that's the motel like, that's the, that's like the motel, for real that's the motel six commercial exactly the light off come on man i know i understand it i i know about motel six we're not yeah, getting man. into how i know all right yeah, I'd say that's, that's, <laughs> you're, you're too young for those stories all right all right i'm not getting uh, all right but but yeah i i i in fact you know what i don't know because i don't i don't know if my mom is listening all right yeah, yeah. i'd like to say you don't want to yeah wanna, yeah, you know, yeah, I want to mess myself up before don't Christmas. Don't incriminate yourself. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. I don't know nothing about Motel Six, but nonetheless, we we got Anthony Gilbert on the show today, who was just out there in L.A. covering Kobe Bryant. I, that atmosphere must have been just like electric. Tell, I mean, tell me about that. I mean, just walking up to the Staples Center, um, they had like it, it was Kobe Day in L.A. and. Uh, they had like this big street carnival right in between like LA Live and the Staples Center. So they just cleared out the street and they had uh ESPN radio was out there doing live broadcast. Nike basketball had a had a truck and had like a a Kobe experience set up where you could like take pictures with the with the Kobe puppet and uh people were just really out there having a good time. So even if you didn't have a ticket you could come and celebrate and, and be part of something really special. Now, I know you've known, you've known Kobe Bryant for a long time. Yeah. Um, I mean, what was it like? Like, I mean, what was it like to see that type of celebration for somebody? I mean, you, you, you know him. So, I mean, like to see someone, you know, personally, someone mm-hmm. you've interacted with so many times on so many different levels. What was it like to see, that type of atmosphere and that type of celebration for somebody you know. Yeah, well, part of it is like I, I, you know, I spoke to him and I'm like, only you, man, like only you, like only you would have all this fanfare and have two numbers retired, like the first person in the history of the league. And he's he's smiling, he's laughing, 
but then on the other hand, it's just kind of like it's it takes me back to when he first got drafted by the Lakers, and it was just a moment, and I was like, wait, wait, hold up, like, like you're in the NBA, you know what I mean? Like you grow up, you play ball, you know. Locally, we played in the Sunny Hill League and, and Sunny Hill Camp, John Cheney Camp, and you know you you travel to any playground in the city, and then you blink and your friend is in the league, and it's like it's it's surreal. Like everything just it does it doesn't make sense, and it, it took me probably about to like 1998 to really let it like sink in. Like okay, like he's like he's on the Lakers, like like it's it's real now. Because he would still he would still come home. You know, so I, I would I would still see him and you know, hang out and, and I say hang out in, in, in quotes because like hanging out with Kobe means that you're gonna go play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> like wow, that's, um, that's, that's a lot of yeah. fun. Hey, hey, you want to go to this club? You want you want to go out and get some drinks? You want to go hang? like? Nah, nah, I'm, nah, trying, nah. I'm trying to get the shoot around I'm there real quick. This, yeah, yeah. Well, like I mean, we were still kids, you know. Mm. But you know, I gave an interview to ESPN, uh, the undefeated, and they did a really good story. They kind of sized up like you know, our relationship. And like in the beginning, it was like, yo, let's, let's go chill out somewhere. Let's go watch the girls walk by. Mm. And he's like, nah, like, nah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Like, nah, like we need to, we need to go to the gym and, uh, I got work on my game. And I'm like, what? Like work on your game. You in the league, dog. What you, what you like, need to work yeah, on? Like, like dog, like you, you got more money from Adidas than like, I'll ever know. Uh, and you have McDonald's. And you have the Lakers. You know, like, mm. you know, he just, but he was just so focused. You know, one of the things that really drove him um, that a lot of people don't know is that one of his really good friends and former uh, AAU teammates, Richard Hamilton, uh, Richard Hamilton's success at UConn really push Kobe to focus and 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 want to achieve mm. on the NBA platform cuz um Rip when they won the national championship in 99 he called Kobe and was rubbing it in and was like oh, wow. I, hey look I I got a championship I got something you don't have you know and then and then that summer Kobe was like I got to get better and and the next year they they beat the Pacers in the final Oh, that's crazy. So, so give so given that, you know, the the type of competitor that Kobe is, and how much it bothered him when Rip kind of rubbed it in when he won a national championship, when the Pistons beat the Lakers. Oh how, man! Now, how much did that bother uh, Kobe? Uh, it still does. Mm. It still it still bothers him. You know, any finals loss. Mm. Um, hurts him uh losing to the Celtics was tough especially you know with the Lakers rivalry um and like when I wrote my jersey retirement recap I kind of touched on that like the fact that in in the number 24 he was able to really cement his status as a Laker because he beat the Celtics in the finals 
You know, like Jerry West was never able to do that. You know, Elgin Baylor was never able to do that. Mm. Uh, Will Will Chamberlain was never able to do that. But, you know, Magic and Kareem. Yeah, they did. uh, And and, and Kobe, you know, they were able to do that. So, you know, it, it takes them to another level. Uh, but it's, it's it's really cool, man. But yeah, he. If people knew how much Rip pushed him, uh, it, it would be a, a really amazing thing to hear him talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you ever, you know, run into him, uh, ask him about it, and he will he will light up. Trust me. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, that, that's that's what we're working on. Javon, one one of these days, I'll, I'll work on it. I'm I'm just going to drop that surprise on. But like, look, man, on the line with us, on the best in the world, is my close personal friend, <laughs> Mr. Kobe Bryant. <laughs> now, granted, I would have to hope that Kobe never listens to any of the archives of this show when I'm just roasting him for you know week after week, time after time. Yeah, you've been, yeah. You've been, you've been straight disrespectful. Yeah. Well, look, yeah, it's always it's always like that. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like you know, what I used to do with you know with my friends back when the NBA gave me a little bit more liberty. Mm-hmm. Um, like my friends would tell me how much they hate Kobe mm-hmm. or how much they love LeBron, and I would actually bring them to those games and bring them in the locker room. And I and and it would be like, okay, you were saying. See here's no. and, and 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 the whole story would change. Like, yo, Kobe, what's up, man? No. Like, See here, here yo, I, 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 can't, I, I can't believe I'm I'm standing here with you. No, no, no. Understand like, something. Now, now, I, I admit <laughs> that because uh, because Anthony he brought this up to me earlier. He, he, we, we were actually talking about this a little bit earlier. We we're we we're doing the sh- uh, the sports shop with Aton and, uh-huh. uh, and and Jeff, and mm-hmm. he he painted this picture, and that's an accurate picture. Now I've said on this show many <laughs> times, I'm like, look, I have no problem being wrong. I will say something, and I will be demonstrative in what I say, and I will call mm-hmm. it the end all be all. And when I am wrong, I will admit that I am wrong, and I will say like, you know what, you're absolutely right. If Kobe Bryant ever came on to this show, I would completely <laughs> kiss his ass. All right, I, I would just say, straight I, up, I, I, up one eighty. Exactly. I and, and, and but but to me, I feel like and, and it's something that I you know we we've all talked about. Like my 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 whole feeling with Kobe has always been strictly basketball, and it's strictly based on the fact that. He broke my heart in two thousand and one. But you got to get over that, John. No, you don't got to. You got to get see, over it. No, that, get... that's that's the type of response for me to say that. No, you had the eighty three <laughs> championship. I wasn't alive back then. I, I understand. I'm supposed to be the one that felt like, oh, he broke my heart. And at the time in two thousand one, seven years old. I'm forty one, but I haven't felt that way in in thirty something years. And I yeah. was what, <laughs> ten years yeah, old. Yeah, so I, I don't just, know. I understood. I, just, I, I understood what was going on. I was angry. All right. So and, was, and, 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 so, so was I at the age of ten yeah. years old. So I would completely like look. Look, I would completely. But I got over it. I, I would kiss Kobe's ass if he came on this show. But I would admit to him like, hey man, dude, for your entire basketball career. I hated you. You, you all right. Well, I, you would say I, that. Yes, I would tell. I would tell him. I would then thank him for being on the show. I'd be like, "Hey, man, I think you're a yeah. great basketball player. You know, <laughs> I, I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you, sir. You were like you. You were one of the greatest, LeBron. Who? But I would also say, <laughs> "Hey, you know, I hated you. 
I hated you because you, know you used to beat my team. And he would probably enjoy that. It wouldn't be the first time he heard that, though. I bet. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. Like, and, and he he understands it. And, like, that's part of why he played the way he did. Because it was like, hey, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to give y'all the whole repertoire. And, and, I hate and, his repertoire. Because it was so I great. Yeah, just rip and I don't, want, I don't want you to like me. When I'm done, and let me tell you something. I'm like, look, I was happy to oblige you. You know, I was, yeah. I, I, I was, I, I was more <laughs> than happy. I was more than willing to give you every hate that I could have. You know, as far as sports, you know. Imagine yeah. how, J- imagine how Jalen Rose feels. He got 81 dropped on. Him. Oh yeah. Poor well, Jalen. Well, well Jalen had some help. Well, yeah, 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 true, true, true. true. Yeah. But, but, you know, yeah. Jalen's at the forefront. When you think about it, <laughs> when, when, when you think about who caught, you know, and I, and I don't know if, if it's even I mean, statistically I mean, correct, but, you know, I mean, in my I mean, mind, I mean, Jalen uh, caught, caught Mo, the front of that. Yeah, but Mo, Mo Peterson was, was playing a lot of Matador defense, too. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, he, he did his part, you know. He was helping out. He was like, look, man, I think Kobe might go for, like, 80 now. Right. You know what? Like, yeah. Let, let, let me then, help him, you know. And then and then Coach Mitchell decided not to double team him because he saw it too. He wanted to be a part of history. I understand. <laughs> I it guess happens. it happens. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Hey, real yeah. quick, real quick, uh, before we shift gears, uh, one last thing about Kobe. I, I think, like, mm-hmm. like for me, you know, part of the heartbreak that is lose, you know, losing in two thousand one and seeing. Yeah. Kobe's success with the Lakers while we you know we we had a measure of success but you know you you know there, there's no you know you're you're thinking like the height of the Iverson years compared to you know Kobe's career it, it pales in comparison Absolutely. But, but I feel like a lot of people in this city kind of you know wanted to reject Kobe like Kobe is always mm-hmm. Kobe is a Philly guy yeah. You know, and, and, and I admit it now because, like, I, I also admit that, you know what, I like retired Kobe a hundred times there, better there, than I there like. You, there you go, John. <laughs> I do. Welcome, welcome to Kobe Anonymous. No, no, I, I could do it now. You know, now that Kobe – now, and I feel like I've always been able to do that with, with players once they stop playing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like especially the players that I hated the most. Right. You know, and, and Kobe, Kobe was right up there once. So now, like, now he's done. I can say, you know what, Kobe, you know, I would never say that when he was when he was still playing. I'm like, yeah, Kobe sucks, man. I can't, you know. I, but now, I hate but, him. but now you just love Kobe. Yeah, well, you love retired Kobe. Yeah, you love. You know, Muse, I do. You love Muse Cage, Kobe. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I oh like, man, <laughs> I, I do like retired Kobe. But but not, and and I can and now looking back at his career, I am more willing and more ready to accept him as a Philly basketball player. Whereas when Here he was go. playing, I was go, more like. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm growing. It's growth. It's growth here. But, but now, but I guess you know, in where I'm, what I'm getting to is in the press conference. You kind of asked him a question about you know being a Philly guy, and you said he gave a really mm-hmm. interesting answer. Could you uh, speak on that for a second? Sure. Yeah. So my my question was basically like, hey man, like when you came to the Lakers and you looked up into the Raptors. You know, you saw Will Chamberlain up there. You know, along with 
Al Goodrich, Jerry West, Taylor, um, Worthy, Irvin Johnson. You know what I'm saying? Like he he saw these guys, and then of course Shaq later. Um, I said, but now you join him, and like, what does what does it mean to you, and what does it mean to the city of Philadelphia? And you know, he basically talked about how much he loved Philly and how much his game was all Philadelphia, the attitude, the trash talk, the the bravado, the swagger. He talked about playing at the playground across the street from Overbrook High School, you know, where Wilt, where the legend began, you know, and, and then in closing, he just was like, hey, to be able to look up there and to see two Philly guys, it was like that, that means everything, you know, so it, it was just a really cool moment. You know, and then he kind of made a joke. He was like, you know, now when I come home, like, I, I should get free water ice for life. You know, and it was just a really, a really cool moment to to see him show show the city so much love and, and gratitude. I hear you. See, you see two Philly guys. Three jerseys, though. Yes. There, there are three jerseys yes, up there. Three but jerseys. Three jerseys, <laughs> but it's two guys. You know, crazy. It is crazy. He's got an Eagles jersey too. You saw that, right? Yeah, I did see that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Fresh. Yeah, of course. You know, it's like, look, man, he's getting the custom made jerseys. You know, so, but you know, that'll send me right back down, back down. You know, like hating on him because I'm jealous because I can't get <laughs> custom made Eagles right. jerseys. And you know, I, I work across the street. You know, yeah. But hey, tell, is, tell, it, tell Barrett to hook you up. Yeah, you know, Barrett and Seth, tell him to hook you up. Yeah, you know what? That and that and a quarter will get me twenty five cents. Hey, I'm <laughs> you know, it's all good. But shifting shifting gears real quick, I wanted to talk a mm-hmm. little bit about the Sixers. You were at the game last night. Uh, yeah. On uh on Tuesday, I guess you know I don't even know where to start with this. You know, it, it's just you see the rest. I guess what we were talking about earlier is like rest versus injury. Whereas mm-hmm. I, what I talked about with Javon was the fact that I do not mind them resting Joel and B, especially with the NBA going to the, they're making their schedule the way it is now where there are fewer right. back-to-backs. So, right. you know, for me personally, I do not mind load management. You know, I know it's mm-hmm. an ugly word. People, you know, it pisses people off, but now we're getting into this, in, you know, this injury situation. Like, should this be more of a ca- a cause of concern? This whole back injury thing. Well, you know, of course they want to be cautious. You know, he is, you know, a franchise player, and and how Joel and B goes, so goes the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. Yeah. Um. So I, I get it. You know, it, it sucks because we have to kind of sit and and still continue to trust the process. Uh, you know, most people think that the hard part is behind us, and it is. But there's another challenge we have to face, and it's the fact that you see the potential of this team, and you know that they're going to be a really good ball club, and you got to kind of go through the growing pains and. And, 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 and wait maybe like another year uh, to a year and a half until it really comes together. And it's tough for people because the expectations are so high because you can kind of glimpse into the future. 
Like, you can see it. When, when they play well, and when all cylinders are clicking, it's like, man, this team is, ooh. This like, team like, is nice. like, yeah, like, like that's that. I mean, we want, that, that we, we've first, seen the glimpse. We've seen the glimpses yeah, that, of it all that, season. That, yeah. That, that first Lakers game in, in Staples Center, they went in there and smacked them up, Joel and B at like 40 some points. Mm-hmm. It was not a it was not a contest. They went in there and just beat them down. And then they beat the Clippers down right after that. So, you know, um, you know, the, the game on the road when they when they beat the Timberwolves, like, you know, at at Houston, you know, they've they've shown like, man, they're exciting. But then they they have shown where they where they stumble and they fall. They lost to the Bulls. They lost to the Kings twice. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. So it, it's it's going to be up and down, and and yeah, there will be some frustration, but um, it's part of it, and and it's a necessary uh, necessary evil. It is. It is. So, like, do you see any situation? Do you see it possible in any way that Joel and Beat is sitting for the Christmas Day game? No. I think, as a matter of fact, what they're doing is they're making sure that he is ready for that national TV game. I think it's more like, hey, let's let's see if we can kind of beat these teams that we should without him. And then, you know, on Monday, let's let's be at full force, mm-hmm. um, you know, because at the end of the day, like it's a business and it's marketing. And there's no way you want to have that first game of the NBA Christmas uh, package, and you don't want to have your best players out there. Exactly. So, exactly. You know, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I mean, think there's really something to that. Yeah, I I said earlier in this show, I'm like, there's no way there's a Christmas Day game with Mark, both Markel Fultz and Joel Embiid in street clothes on the sideline. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, to me that. That flies in the face of in every Madison Square Garden. In Madison Square Garden, I think that flies yeah. in the face of everything you did. You went through the process for. You know, yeah. you're, you're trying. It's Christmas Day. You want to show off your shiny new toys. So, yeah. and and those are our toys right there, right now. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, one of them ain't going to play. You know, it, it, there's not going to be Fultz. His time is coming. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah. You know, that's 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 that gift that just didn't get shipped. You know, it didn't get shipped in time. You know, Amazon screwed you up. You know, but but not but nonetheless, I guess with that, you know, I guess the other issue with the Sixers is Ben Simmons and how he's played as of late. Do you think this is more of just Ben just really being a point guard? You know, I think people went to. You know, because of his height and because of his ability, people want to kind of make him into like like a hybrid. You know, they mm-hmm. they they really want him to be a point forward or whatever. But he's a point guard, and he wants to facilitate. You know, he thinks facilitate first. But I guess you know people want to see him taking more shots. Do you see the way he's played as being a problem? No, uh, here's the reason why. Because I understand that it's, I understand that there's a real learning curve. And, um, you know, he, he's going to, he's going to turn the corner, you know, like, does he need to be 
a little bit more aggressive uh, at times. You know, he has to, the thing about basketball is he has to learn how to pick his spot. And, and, and he will, you know, so I'm, I'm not worried. Like, does he have room for improvement? Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But is he, like, way ahead of the curve? Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, he, he's still, special. Yeah, I mean, we're still talking about a kid 30, 30 games into his career. And I feel like nowadays with with social media in a day where now everybody can be an expert, everyone can have a podcast like, like ours. I'm about to say, John, you got to stop, stop hanging out in Sixers 24-7. I, I do. <laughs> I, I, I really do. That, that, that's, that, that, that is the cause for like, like – 90% of the gray hair I have now just, just, <laughs> just sitting there reading that stuff but in but nonetheless in a day where everyone everyone is an expert or whatever you know people want to make these sweeping damning comments and statements and assessments on players and not let them grow it's because they're fanalists right. John they're mm-hmm. fanalists yeah, yeah. That's, a good, that's a good term fanalists I like that you come up with that yourself? Yes, I did. All right, I liked it. <laughs> Stick with that one. All right, we, we'll, 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 we'll do some work with that one. <laughs> but, <laughs> but nonetheless, I guess it's it's early, right? I mean, in in we're we're talking about a guy thirty games into his career. Yeah, yeah, he's a young guy. Mm. He's a young guy, and you know. I always talk about Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson to me is the is the measuring stick okay. of what a rookie could be if they were phenomenal, if they lived up to the hype. And Magic and, and Larry Bird too, right? Because they both came into the league many moons ago, and they immediately made their team that much better, mm-hmm. exponentially better. Um, Larry Bird wins the Rookie of the Year, and Magic Johnson wins the National Basketball Association World Championship mm-hmm. in South Philadelphia, scoring 42 points. He plays forward, center, just and guard. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, but I'm just saying that just, but at just, 20 years old, it's insane the season yeah. he had. You know? But, uh, you know... I, that's why magic is magic and everybody else is everybody else. But I just say that to say, you know, Ben is special in his own right. And, uh, you know, he's not quite magic Johnson level, but hopefully, you know, he will grow into that. All right. All right. Our guest, the segment, Anthony Gilbert from NBA dot, uh, NBA.com. Quick question. Where will you be for the game on Monday for the Christmas day game? Are you going to be up in New York? Right, right now, I'll be in New York. Um, it, man, it, I, I'm asking a lot of my family to just understand, like, mm-hmm. hey, I, I love the holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't necessarily want anything. I have everything I want as far as my family and my health. And uh, I think going to the game is going to be, you know, a lot of fun. And I want to see a really good one. And, you know, I, I kind of told everybody weeks in advance like hey i'll be at the game on christmas day and everybody's like oh yeah sure so for right now that's where i'll be uh stay tuned because you know the the women in my life 
have uh, they they all they all have veto power. No, I understand. Uh, you know, so I you know right now I'm headed to New York. <laughs> well, look, you know, if in fact it does get vetoed and you need somebody to take the tickets off your hands, um, me and Jovan are right here, and we you know we are willing to you know because we like you. I appreciate and because, it, Because w- we respect you and everything you do, we are willing to take uh, tickets, uh, you know, press passes, wh- whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever you got that could get us in the building. Because, you know, look, I, I have no problem going up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I- I'm Anthony Gilbert. Yes, <laughs> no, I understand. No, you know, if you look, if you look at the ID quick enough, you know, just just blink. Yeah, yeah, we look so much alike. Yeah, this is me. I, I will go there and, and firmly try to be Anthony Gilbert and sit in your seat and you know, you know, enjoy the game and try not to cheer in the, in the press box. I can't make any promises, but I will try my hardest not to. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, brother. I, I might, you know, we'll see. I might have to take you up on that. Oh, uh, 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 see. Let me tell you something. Anthony Gilbert will be hosting this show if he gives me <laughs> if he gets me into Sixers Knicks on Monday. And look, next next Thursday, you'll be Javon. You'll be doing the show with Anthony. Okay, but but then but then your family's gonna be mad at me. You know? Do you know anybody in my family? <laughs> exactly. You don't know them. They ain't going to meet you. You ain't got to deal with them. That's fine. Let them be mad. Guess what? They'll get over it as I'm walking out the door. I understand you'll be mad, but look, man, daddy's got to go. You know, I got work to do. I got, I got a game to cover. Yes, sir. You know, they'll get over it. <laughs> they will get over it. And we'll th- see. <laughs> Anthony, my friend, thank you for coming on with us, man. Uh, anytime. I appreciate you, gentlemen, man. Thank you. Keep up the excellent work. Hey, man, we appreciate it. Hey, that is Anthony Gilbert from NBA.com. Make sure to pick up his gear, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know what? That's what I said. Hey, let's get him back on here. Anthony. Hey, I appreciate that, man. Thank yeah. you. Can, can we get some like some hats or something? John loves yeah, his hat. I gotta, John loves yeah, his hat. I, I do gotta, love hats. I, I, yeah, I got to come through with the hats. Yeah, See, I got to take care of y'all. Exactly. exactly. I need, because them, two, them 215 hats is fly, man. I need one of them, man. I appreciate it, brother. Man, we appreciate you, man. Go pick up that AXG apparel. Yes. We yes, do it. Sir, yes, See, you, you own the money on that one. That was, that, that was a good call by you. <laughs> AXG Thank apparel. you. AXGapparel.com. That, 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 right. Is that the website? Yes, it is. All yes, right. it is. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, we're going to work that out. We, 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 <laughs> all right, we're going to get in there. We, we, see, should you know what? We should have had Anthony on last week so we could have got our Christmas list together. <laughs> yes. That's what, that's what we, we should. So we could have got our, we could have had our Christmas list and we'd have been on this joint, man. <laughs> I, I, you know, for real, man. We'll get better next year. We'll we'll do it right next year. We'll get right. our Black Friday. Done. We'll get our Black Friday exactly. That's going to in fact from here on out. We're going to have Anthony Gilbert on on Black Friday. That's going to be the Black Friday show. Hey, let's do it. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. That is Anthony Gilbert from NBA.com. All right, we're going to take a real quick break and then we will wrap things up with a tradition like no other. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the return of the Sit Your Ass Down Award. You know, we got we got a usual suspect who's going to bring it in. Uh, we're going to uh, 
Yeah, we're going to do that. Yes, we will. All right. Best in the World Sports Report. My name is John Brown. That's Javon Offer. Hit us up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at BITW Sports. All right? We'll be right back. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. You are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams. Go to totalsportslive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know totalsportslive.com. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. And we are back on the Best in the World Sports Report. John Brown, Javon Alford. Just enjoying, you know, enjoying life, man. Yes. Enjoying life. It's the holidays. Getting your, ho- you know, get your holiday music on. Everything's good. You on like, the, do you like the, this time of year? Uh, on the uh, Philly uh, GoFlow. Yeah. Dot com. Of course. On TuneIn Radio. TuneIn, yeah. All that. You you enjoy this time of year? You're, you're, you're a big Christmas guy? Most of the time. Most of the time, okay. Yeah. I understand that. Like, I wish Christmas was in the summer. If Christmas was in the summer, then it would be like perfect. Cause I, I, I love Christmas time. I love everything about Christmas. I hate mm-hmm. the cold. Yeah. But it hasn't really been cold like that. No, I, look, man. Thanks to climate I, I, change. I have a very low tolerance. To, for me, anything under sixty five degrees is cold. Mm-hmm. Look and, and understand. I mean you got, I, I, live I in, would say fifty. I live in the suburbs. All right. Yes, I. I yes, we know. Look, man, I'm a, I'm a suburb guy, dude. You know, I'm I'm not a, I'm not a city dude. I'm a suburb guy. And when you when you live in the suburbs, you you, you know you see people, mm-hmm. people who don't necessarily look like you. Yes. And the thing is, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with the, you know, there's nothing wrong with people who don't look like me. You know, it, it's all good. It's all love. But there are a lot of people who don't look like me. But they also don't dress like me either, right? Like it's sixty five. Like 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 when when the weather gets into the fifties, you know, I got a jacket on, I got a hoodie on, you know, some I'm I'm bundling up. Folks out there in my neighborhood barely put their shorts away. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it it's cold. Why you got on shorts? Because so, my shorts are packed up. Com- in a box, in the back of my, co- I have no shorts. I have no shorts that I can wear outside of my house. Like, like you know, you got like lounging shorts. You know, you can get you can get up, put on some, you know, like basketball shorts or whatever, but not something like I would wear outside of the house. Mm-hmm. So for like, like I'll leave the house. I'll go to the store, go to the supermarket. I got on a winter coat, and I will see somebody wearing some shorts. Sometimes I, you know, it's like, do white people put away their winter, their summer clothes? Never. I, I, I need to know that. 
if you're white and you listen to this show, one, I appreciate you listening. Yes. But if you're white and you listen to this show, I need to know, do you put away do you put away clothes for the winter? Do you take your shorts and put them away like like do you do white folks always have like a pair of cargo shorts accessible to them? Or some white women, do they always have capris? Just, just there's, there's like at least two pairs of capri pants that they just don't put away with some Crocs. With some, yeah, it's cold outside. Why are you wearing that? I, I don't know. That's me. Yeah, I'm not trying to disrespect. We're not, we're not, that is, we're not, we're I need to get cultured. Pull, we're not trying to yeah. pull that card for anybody. Yeah, not, not at all. I need to get cultured. I'm asking because I really don't know. I, I, I do not. I don't know. I, I would like an answer to that. That is something I am curious about. One thing I'm not curious about mm-hmm. is what 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 you like to call a tradition like no other. This is Alexa for the best in the world sports report. Take a load off and sit your ass down. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for this week's Sit Your Ass Down Award. I didn't I forgot to I actually forgot to give it out last week. Yeah. Did the show by myself. When you're running the show by yourself, you know, you forget things. So first up is the runner up, Mr. Bryce Butler from the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. Now please tell me why this man is on the list. Bryce Butler is on this week's list of Sitch Has Down because he was tweeting during the Eagles game and said something to the effect of like, wow, look at that Eagles D getting strutted by the Giants. Why are you? Come on, son. Didn't it, When did Dallas play? Later that night. Later that night. So you are. Oh, come on, man. Why, why, why are you doing that? So he's chilling in the hotel because it's 10. Because they're on the West Coast. Yeah. So it's about 10 a.m. there. Uh-huh. Sitting there watching the Eagles, as he said, getting your knees getting strutted. And what, uh, uh, what was the final result of that game? Who won that game? Thirty-four twenty-nine Eagles. Exactly, exactly. And the Cowboys and, had to win thanks to an index card. Whatever, whatever. They're still not going to make the play. They're going to lose this week. They're going to lose to the Seahawks. I'm Most, calling that now. Uh, might no, there ain't no might. I'm Depends. calling it. No, that doesn't depend. Depends. Look, man, write it down. Take a picture. I don't. You know, Zeke is back. Zeke is back. Zeke's going to have a beast game for my fantasy, and then they're going to lose. That's, that's not how it happens. That's not, how, that's nah, not how it works. Usually when Zeke does well, they do well. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Now, th- things are going to change. <laughs> but anyway, uh, not only does Bryce Butler find himself on the list for Sit Your Ass Down because he's out here on these Twitter streets talking greasy, mm-hmm. but he got cooked by Fletcher Cox. What did Fletcher say? Fletcher called him a couch potato and said thanks for watching exactly that's why you got cooked and that's why you're on the list to be told to sit your ass down all right which brings us now to the winner of the award the cornerstone the cornerstone of sit your ass down someone who's always on who always seems to find herself on this list if there was ever somebody who needed to be told to stick to sports it would be this person Ladies and gentlemen, your winner this week, once again, Britt McHenry. The the habitual line stepper. The habitual line stepper. That's all she does yes. is 
cross the line and talk greasy and speak on things that she knows nothing about. Mm-hmm. Why is Britt McHenry on the list this week? Well, Britt McHenry decided to, she wanted to talk about the Panthers and Jerry Richardson selling his team. And we all know that Diddy has come out and said yes. that he wants to buy the team, even though he said when he said it, something about let me let me see how many retweets we can get, and yeah, that was a little just kind of odd. Yeah. You don't need to do that, Diddy. You got the money. Yeah, you you don't need to, you don't need to say just, let me see how retweets I can get for support. No, mm-hmm. dude, you got the money. You get yeah. support. Just buy the team. Yeah, literally, just buy the team. But no, no, and and and, 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 and let's let's be real. Diddy's, you know, d- just the way he's kind of gone about this mm-hmm. is. You know, is is borderline sit your ass down worthy? Yeah, because he hasn't handled this the best way, Mm-mm. and he hasn't really shown that he, he he tweeted out a promo video of like a panther, and it was like, "What does your freedom mean to you?" or something like that. I was like, <laughs> "Like what? What? <laughs> exactly? What? Huh?" And it was a panther in the video, yeah. a black panther in yeah. that. Whatever. Whatever. I mean, it's 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 sit your ass down worthy. Yes. But he couldn't make. He wasn't. He's not on the list because Britt McHenry decided. Hey, let me show you how it's done. Yes. Let me show you how you reach out and grab the brass ring that is the sit it's your ass down said. award. Yes, she said on Twitter. She said Panthers go for sale, and P Diddy says he wants to buy team and sign Colin Kaepernick. A rapper once once arrested on a weapons charge, and a quarterback who hates the police. Once again, worst idea to fix controversy. Then she followed up and said, "The halftime shows would be good, though." Exactly. Exactly. In other words, in other words, stop trying to rise up and achieve in business. Mm -hmm. Just keep on singing and dancing like we like you're supposed to. The whole, you know, Colin Kaepernick hates cops. That's that's BS. We know it's BS because it's just Brickman Henry trying to once again push an angle or push a narrative. So it allows her, you know, it allows her an avenue to stay relevant. Hey, let me keep let me keep on attacking Colin Kaepernick for hating cops, even though he does not hate cops. I don't care what his socks say, you know, but nonetheless, let me keep on pushing this narrative because right. it makes me seem important mm-hmm. and makes me seem relevant to other people who don't understand the cause. Right. Brickman Henry is clueless to the cause. Every time she speaks on something related to the cause, it proves that she's clueless. She doesn't know anything about this but yet she keeps on talking so therefore she has to be told sit your ass down yes now we're sitting here and we're trying to act like as if something that did you know yes diddy was was charged with a crime not convicted charged with a crime and yet somehow this is indicative of the person that he is that's what we're doing yeah Seems that's like what we're doing. That's what she's doing. That's what we're doing. That sounds like I mean she's reaching. Yeah, it is a reach. She's reaching. It's, 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 she's reaching it, a little it, too hard. It is a reach from a and a she pure. Stop. She better stop before she get arthritis. Yeah, she's she an elitist. Yeah, she really is. She's an elitist. A right, she sits a, down. A and right she, wing yes, a right wing conservative 
clueless elitist, someone who has no idea of what life is like outside of her community, Mm -hmm. outside of her inner circle, but yet she still feels like she needs to speak on it and because it appeals to other clueless people who have no idea what life is like outside of their their circle, their community, or whatever. You know, and it is what it is, but once again, it helps Britt McHenry become get find herself once again on that list to be told to sit your ass down all right ladies and gentlemen that is the best in the world sports report for another week my name is john brown i want to thank you all for listening thank you for tuning in i want to thank our guest teron davenport from usa today and eagles wire make sure you get his book soaring with the eagles mm-hmm. on and, barnes and nobles and amazon yes amazon. I, I i will be picking it up unless my family goes out and gets it for me for christmas and now this, this is the true test to see how much my family listens to, to my podcast right we will now see all right so if we, we come if we come next week i want you to first thing you ask me hey did you did you get the did you get the Eagles book? Did you get Tehran's Eagles book for Christmas? And when, not if, when I say no, you will know why. But my family might not listen to this show, but you listen to this show. Yes. And we thank you. We thank you for listening. Yes, Once again, you can download this podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Just search the best in the world sports report. You can find us on soundcloud.com. Just go to soundcloud.com slash BITW sports. Hit us up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at BITW sports. Uh, real quick. Tell us what's on total sports live this week. Uh, that's a lot of stuff on total sports live this week. Um, we've got some flyer stuff as always on there. Some Eagles, obviously, and Sixers. You know, we're going definitely get some Sixers. Yes. So, so pretty much anything and everything that you would want in a sports site, it's all on totalsportslive.com. All right, all right. Hey, once again, check me out. All right, I got, I got, I got a lot of things to plug. Yeah, you're like a permanent fixture now. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude. I'm in the open. If you look, if you look at the sports shop, shout out to Aton Shander, shout out to Jeff Mosher, shout out to Tooth the Barber. All right. I'm in the open. My face is on there. It's on there for like a split second before they cover it up with a graphic. But I'm on there. If you watch the show. You have reached. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Oh, you can't tell me nothing. I'm I'm a star. You can't spell elite without saying John. What? Like, you know how they say Flacco. You can't say. You can't spell Eli without saying elite. You can't spell Flacco without saying elite. I'm just Mm -hmm. giving you credit. Okay. Well, all right. Well, I'll take it. All right. I'll take it. Don't know what exactly you just said, but it's all right. You know, okay. I'm elite. I feel (laughs) it didn't. It didn't go over my head. All right, yeah, it did. But okay. (laughs) But uh, but nonetheless, check me out. The sports, uh, the sports shop with Aton Shander with Jeff Mosher. Check them out. All right. Uh, Knowledge. You know, uh, the MC. Not well. I don't know if he's. MC knowledge. He is he is an MC mm-hmm. name knowledge. Hey. All right. He's on the show this week. Last week, Del P came in, dropped L Freestyle. L Freestyle. Then went out and won Best Hip Hop uh, Album of the Year and Hip Hop Artist of the Year. Hey. You Can't know? Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. So shout out to those guys. Shout out 
to Aton and Jeff, the sports shop with Tooth the Barber. Check that out. And then check us out on phillygoflow.com every weekend, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 5 a.m. Hey, everybody have a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and we will see you, and we will talk. And Happy Kwanzaa. Too. Happy Kwanzaa, too, yes. To all the black folks that yes. celebrate Kwanzaa. Yes, shout out to all the white people that celebrate Kwanzaa, too, uh, both <laughs> of y'all. <laughs> shout out to white people who celebrate Kwanzaa. I, I, I would respect that. I, I, I would think that was really cool. Anyway. Happy Kwanzaa. Yes. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Is Hanukkah over yet? I think so. Oh, well, if it's not, happy Hanukkah. Happy belated. Can you watch happy belated Hanukkah? I don't know. I don't know. I'm rambling. We always ramble at the end. But it's all, it's all good. Check us out. Best in the world sports support. John Brown, Javon Offit. Talk to you next week. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com.